to figure. We go. Yeah, we have no in. We have no intro this Nothing. time, do we? Silence. I'm just no, sort of. This, isn't, <laughs> this is different. Yeah. Okay. We don't say hey like that unless it's first found fallen. Yeah, and we don't moan unless it's sinister shenanigans. Sinister shenanigans, bro. Okay, well then I'll do something. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Lip Biscuits Anonymous. <laughs> okay. No, Is that as weird a- as mine? No. <laughs> but I just wanted weird. to remind all the <laughs> listeners, even though if they go from episode three to four, they already know that your character has a Lip Biscuit. It's okay. Yeah. Brace yeah, it. That's, that's right, everybody. We are back with Expeditions of the Strange. Strangely enough, my character doesn't have a functioning dog. Yeah, that's the that is the crux of the story. And <laughs> I mean, big, functions big in a sense that you can, you know. I, I, I think I think for men of his age, it's not so strange. <laughs> no, no, no. My character is the old man. Yeah, I'm fifty-five, bro. Oh yeah, I my character is still virile. Look, he's a big game hunter, and he just <laughs> got kicked by. A wild beast. A big game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're back with the expeditions of the strained. It's been a year. We got Cam and Skylar out, so we thought oh, I'll just throw us a little something to continue our story with these goofballs. Ho- hooligans. <sighs> these hooligans. Pugilins. Hoogilins. Yeah. So to remind everybody. You guys had just survived the island of dinosaurs and Nazis and have made your way back or made your way back to Panama and are flying back to New York City to meet with the benefactor for this whole expedition that y'all went on. So we're on a plane right now? Yeah, sure. I was just going to go for those who hadn't. I was just going to go through y'all's the roster, basically, for y'all four. So Uh, it's a cut scene where you're scrolling through each of the seats. Yeah, and it pauses, and a big name pops up. Oh yeah, yeah. There yeah, we this go. This is like a this is like a pulp action movie. So yeah, it cuts, so we'll, we'll start with Ethan's character. No, cuts in on a uh, like we were talking about this older gentleman with a grayed hair and a big old fluffy mustache, um, smoking a cigarette on the plane because it's allowed at oh, this time. Totally, totally. Name pops up. Says Sir John Kingler. Mm. Um. He has been retconned. He apparently is Missis- He's from Mississippi, not Scotland. Yeah. And he's a big game hunter. <laughs> sure is. Am I um, supposed to give an intro to that? Or are you nah. pretty much covered it? Nah, I'm just covering it just to keep things rolling. Uh, behind him is a even older, uh, gray-haired, balding Indian man. Um, a historian of sorts. Professor. Uh, Doctor Amit Patel, absolutely that is Tackett's character. Um, across the aisle, we've got. Let's see, we've got Rodriguez Castello, played by Caleb, who is a 
old Cuban war, uh, Cuban man who was a veteran of World War One. Well, the Great War. Yeah, World War One now. <laughs> yeah, this, that is a running joke. I re-listened to the whole three episodes, and we talk, we make that joke all the freaking time. But yeah, he's a veteran of the Great War, and he was sort of hired on as a mechanic and bodyguard of sorts. And behind him is a younger veteran, uh, did not fight in the Great War, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, gray-eyed young man by the name of Hector Tolan, played by Matt. And the other characters, whether they show up in future sessions or not, we got Steven Stroud, played by Cameron, who is a private eye. And we have, oh, that's right, Skyler's character is not on the plane. So never mind. Skyler's character died. <laughs> Skyler's character died. All right. So yeah, there's our little quick rundown of the guys on the plane heading back to New York. Um, y'all were told before y'all even took off that all the mo- that y'all's payment was wired into y'all's accounts. That could do that at this time. Yeah, sure. I mean, it probably was literally wired into your bank accounts. Like they probably sent telegrams to your banks. To they put it on a needle and thread and just sent it all the way down to the bank that way. Yeah. But no, yeah. So yeah, you guys fly back and in, fly into New York city and, Oh yeah, that's a good point for all of us in that, in our chat, I did put a link to this thing called 1940s dot NYC. And that, I saw it. That is a fun little website that we can use to map out where things are in the city. Yeah, I got that pulled up. Uh, it also has taught me that New York City is freaking massive. It sure is. Yep. It is insane. If I just tell y'all where y'all are, where y'all's benefactor is, y'all won't know where the crap that is. I bet you It'll I will. It takes ten minutes to find it. I'll find it. Well, oh, I know my way around this this place now. I was there for like three days a couple months ago. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, you guys fly into New York City. Y'all get into into a uh, couple taxis and y'all are heading to the Getty residence, um, the benefactor for y'all's expeditions. His home is located on 5th Avenue and 124th Street, across the street from Mount Morris Park. Wow, where now? What's that address? I found it. Hang on. I didn't hear it good. I can paste it in the chat to make it easier. 5th Avenue. There you go. 5th Ave. 124th Street. Nailed it. We here. <laughs> You should yes. not have challenged us. <laughs> That's good. That's going to make it kind of fun for because I like legit have a lot of uh, locations mapped out and stuff. But yeah, it's across from Mount Morris at Park, which actually that's some other hit. I mean, I learned a lot of freaking history about New York in the time I've prepped for this because apparently that's not the name of the park nowadays. It's actually been name changed. But um, anyway, they should really mark the streets more clearly on this map. <laughs> it's the dots. The dots are ridiculous. <laughs> The dots, by the way, the dots are pictures from the 1940s. Hmm. Like that's what makes this website neat, is you can click the pictures and see almost every single building in New York back then. Um, anyway. You got to zoom in for it to even stay at Mount Morris Park. If you zoom yeah. out, it says Marcus Gravy P- Garvey Park. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was talking about. It changed the name in like the 60s, I think, or something. Anyway. But yeah, if you zoom in, it changes the map to be old old time uh, old ma- old maps um but yeah fifth avenue 124th street kind of gives you an idea 
he basically took some townhouses and bought them all and then re- renovated them to be sort of like a large manor of sorts. Um, this is not John Paul Getty, by the way. This is his, um, unbeknownst to the world, but his one of his other sons named Franklin. I would just like to say that we're only like a few blocks from the crack is whack playground. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, his, his residence is four floors in a basement. There's multiple bedrooms and a master suite. There's a library, there's a lounge, large foyer. Um, you guys go in, you meet his butler named Sean Crow. Not Kingston. <laughs> you meet cool. his you meet his, <laughs> his butler named John Crow and his housemaid Francesca Paulson. Uh, the butler is like in his late forties. He's got a mustache and emerald colored eyes, thick brow. Oh, no. And his his housemaid is a thirty something year old blonde lady with gray cold gray eyes no not jim crow stop that (laughs) (laughs) oh man all of the profile (laughs) pictures i'm going to use tonight they're all made in uh with ai art just so you know it's kind of neat it makes my job a little easier to spit out npcs what do what you use uh dream still not i'm using mm. dream is kind of upgraded now and it's actually like it's up there with dolly and all them with some dude fun fact quality. one of those ai things that turns you into like renaissance paintings and stuff when you click i agree you give them full permission to use your face for whatever they want mm-hmm. that's fun yeah that's how a lot of those those things end up being um but yeah those are the the residences of getty's manner of sorts um i think last at the end of episode three i kind of had already jumped to new york and had him do some you know debrief talk with you guys and all that um basically he has some other leads that he's looking into and he hopes that you guys will be interested in another expedition later on but for now tonight you guys are going to party and celebrate y'all's quote-unquote successful expedition Mm-hmm. mm-hmm how um, y'all are gonna have a little small party. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Yes, in New York, <clears throat> New York. Did you happen to know that this used to be called New Amsterdam? The Dutch came to Manhattan first and established a colony, but it was so unpopular that uh, when the British were coming to attack it, uh, the Duke of York was leading the attack, and it was renamed in his honor, New York. <laughs> Very interesting, I know. You know, I forgot being annoying was like one of your things. <laughs> Doc, before before we get into this uh, this party, right? When we were on the plane, I was able to look out on this disc that we're flying through space on, and I could see all thirty-seven continents where I have killed each of the 691 species of big game. Isn't that, isn't that an interesting fact? I wasn't aware that we had gone back into time and that other people still thought the Earth was flat. <laughs> oh, did you look out the window? 
I ain't seen no curvature. Evidently, you don't know what a horizon is either. Uh, a horizon? Explain. The Earth is a big round ball. Right, I'm bored so already. I'm just going to continue believing it's flat. <laughs> I feel like you were similar to one of the drivers that in 1895 in the entire state of Ohio, they only had two cars and both of them managed to smash into each other. <laughs> is, that some kind of, is that some kind of horizon you're trying to make? More of a commentary on your intellect, but I understand regardless. Were they being driven by women? That's a good point he's making. <laughs> Gosh. I am not sexist in any way, but the obvious answer is yes. Oh, you're very progressive for the time period. Thank you. You got. I, I was reading my notes to see what's coming up while y'all bantered and come back to that. All right. So yeah, you guys. You know, y'all have some champagne. Y'all have some food and drinks, and y'all just have a nice Sham. little party. Yeah, y'all have a nice little party there in in his home. Um, it runs pretty late, and he let you know he tells you guys y'all are free to sleep in all the spare bedrooms and everything because you'll be. The plan is to talk about the next expedition in the morning. Um, so everyone eventually goes to sleep, goes to bed. Um, let's say probably around 3 a.m., 4 a.m. You know, it's, it's still night. Uh, Estello, Caleb's character, you wake up in a cold sweat due to uh, obviously some pretty harsh nightmares. I'm sure everyone's having wet some, dream. some difficulty sleeping sometimes nowadays. <laughs> dreams are nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> for Kingler. <laughs> God. I could easily uh, make a nightmare situation if you want me to describe uh, it. Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, Costello, you have a nightmare of, you know, running through the forest with, and getting attacked by the raptors and the, the wrecks and everything. And you wake up in a cold sweat and just. You get up to, you know grab a glass of water or something you know just kind of calm your nerves um moments later however as you're coming back to your room there's a crashing sound down the hall um do you investigate of course yeah somebody's getting murdered (laughs) um as you round the hall and you're heading towards where the library is in the master suite um or the stairwell to the master suite but you round the hall, around the corner, and on the other end you see a the silhouette of a man in a large trench coat um, as he's closing the door on the library. And make a perception check. Let's see where are you? You're here. So yeah, make a perception check. Your perception is your secondary attribute, so it's down there in the blue blue box. You have a five. So to remind everybody to do the dice rolls in our chat, you'll do, to make it easy, you just do 5d2 minus 5. So that way you get how many were twos, which is how many successes. Oh, okay, okay. Now I understand. Now I understand. Okay. Yeah. Because it's based on success failures. Oh, better three. Yeah, you got three. Good. So with the three, actually, you get the info that you're probably going to want. Um, as he turns around to you know, head your way. He obviously sees you standing in the moonlight. Um, 
and goes to jump out the window, which is, by the way, you got you're on the third floor. Goes to jump out the window, and as he does, you see him in the moonlight. He has a dark complexion, a bit of a beard, large mustache, and a bit of a beard, and you see the glint of a like silver wristwatch on his on his wrist. Obviously, that's what a wristwatch is. <laughs> My brain thought I said pocket watch, and then I had to explain myself. <laughs> Not what I mean. But you see the glint of a silver wristwatch as he leaps out the window. We got ourselves a jumper. Um, what do you do? He's leaped out the window. <laughs> Start blasting. You don't have you, you don't have a, a gun or anything on me on you, but you. I mean, what do you, you can't do? Prove that. Uh, I mean, is there any is there anything like on my way to the window I could pick up like uh, like a letter opener or anything like that? Hmm. Make another perception check. Do another one. All right. This this is actually how we should do theater of mind. Ask me if ask me that kind of question for stuff like that. That makes it that'll make it easier. Um, with a two, uh, yeah. Let's say that. This hallway is pretty long, and there's like a tiny night, not nightstand, but there's like a little side table next to one of the other windows before you get to his window. And on that side stand, let's say there's like a, uh, like a pen of sort, like a, yeah, we'll say it's like a, one of those pens, I can't, how do you describe those pens that have like a very metal sharp point on the end, where it almost looks like an exacto knife? It's a pen with a very sharp point on the end. Are you talking about a, uh... Is there like a name for those, or they're just yeah, there is. I can't believe I'm not. Caleb, what is it? Yeah, it's a fountain pen. You talking about a scalpel? No, it's a fountain. Okay, it's a fountain pen. Yeah, there's like a fountain pen sitting on the little table next to some, you know, some paper or letters and things. So it's got a pretty sharp point. Okay. Grab Uh, that. I'm gonna grab that on my way, and then when I get to the window, do I still see him down there? Uh, yes, you see him clambering. And getting to his feet because he landed on one of the like a picnic table of sorts outside, outside the house in like a little. It's not really a garden. I mean, we're we're in the middle of the city, so it's more just like a fenced little spot next to the stairwell to go inside. He landed on a table and shattered the table, and he's sort of stepping his way up. Um, but you can see on the other side of the fence on the street next to the sidewalk there is a vehicle. And it is a, it's sort of, it's illuminated by the streetlights, and it is a tan-colored um, sedan of sorts. Um, you would need to make a check to recognize what kind of vehicle, though. I'm doing it. I would say you could do, needs to be in, um, uh, To be fair, though, I do want to throw this fountain pen at him, like a throwing knife. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, okay. I see what you rolled. Uh, it might not have been the right skill, but you rolled enough dice that it, you succeeded. So many of them, it's fine. Oh, cool. I was going to say it was intelligence, which means the first three, but you succeeded all three then or anyway. Gotcha. Um, it is a tan-colored Limith Deluxe. Limith Deluxe is a pretty nice car, just so you know. If you look it up, it the first one came out in like 1935, so last year. Because it is 1936 for everyone in listening. All right, yeah, you get it to the window. You see him clambering up off the off the ground, off the table, and you see this Plymouth out out there, and you see a guy waving for him to come to him. Um, and you hear him, sh- you know, not really shouting. He's sort of just 
speaking, it's kind of hard for you to tell what he's saying. But yeah, you want to hear it with enough (laughs) perception. (laughs) You can. You don't recognize the language, actually. Um, Wonderful. I'll look up the language real quick so I can actually say it. Does it happen to be Seranian? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm pretty quick on the dot with this, so. Andiamo. You hear him kind of shouting, Andiamo, Andiamo. You don't know you know what I'm saying then that's it um yeah he's sort of quietly shouting to him and waving his arms from outside the window of the car um what you do you said you only throw your uh, throw the pin at him right yeah I'm absolutely throwing the fountain pen at him okay did you say accidentally <laughs> no I said absolutely oh, okay. <laughs> oh whoopsie <laughs> we'll say he's we'll say he's within 30 feet your throwing skill is a five. So I'll just do the five D two minus five, right? Yeah, let's just do that. Cause I'm trying to think, I think 30 feet is fine. And I don't think the pin technically has any lethality on it. So it's all going to be based on your throw roll. Oh my God. Oh yeah, baby. I'm sticking it in his eye. <laughs> all right. You rolled a four out of five. So now I need to look at his defense for a second. This is to throw the pin at him? Yes. He is throwing the pin with a four out of five. The guy, oh yeah, normally I would tell you his defense. His defense is a four, so he would average a two if he saw it coming. Um, so you're going to do two lethal, we're going to say you do two lethal damage to him. It's hit him right in the trachea. No, not in the trachea, but it definitely nails him like in the, like right, right between the, the ribs. Track. Like right between the ribs, and it's just stuck in him. And now you run and do a flying knee. Yeah, you threw the. All right, you ran up to the window. You threw it at him. Um, we're gonna say it's now "quote unquote" his turn as he clambers up with the pin stuck in him, and he just he runs, jumps over the fence, heads to the Plymouth. The Plymouth doors gets opened. And as he climbs in, you see another arm sort of just reach across the lap of the other guy. You can't really see who's in the Keeping car. Keeping him a handy. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You of see course. the hand reach across, and in that guy's hand is a is a gun. It's a pistol. You see the barrel of a pistol. And you just hear in English, stop. And then as he climbs into the car, I'd say you got another turn if you want to do something. Uh, I would just say I don't know who you are, but I'm gonna find you. You gonna maybe pull a take in and go, "Good luck." <laughs> exactly. Nah, he they just they drive they floor it and take off. Did I catch the license plate? Uh, no. They don't have one. Oh, you did have a really high perception, so I'd say you got like maybe like two or three letters two or three characters like not the whole license plate and this guy did get stuck with the fountain pen in the ribs right yeah kind of a is it a serious injury or I mean I, I gave him two lethal so if he had four or five health he would be at like half health that's pretty bad cause I'm just saying we might need to like investigate some hospitals maybe yeah maybe but at the moment um since you've rolled so many good perceptions uh Costello you smell smoke 
And I don't mean the smoke from, like, the exhaust of the car. Uh, I guess I would just go investigate where it could be from. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. Pretty quick. You uh, you know you realize it's coming from the library, and what you do? You like you see some smoke sort of billowing out from under the door. I put my hand on the handle to make sure it's <laughs> <laughs> the back of my hand on the handle to make sure it's. Okay I was wondering if you'd say that. Uh, it's not. The door handle's not warm. It's not hot. Oh, okay. Then I'd open the door. Yeah, you open the door and you see. A, one of the bookcases, one of the, you know, because I posted a picture of what I considered the Getty's library. It's the walls are basically bookcases. Um, a part of the the wall is sort of lit on a flame, and there's sort of like a fire, sort of just growing through some of the books. Uh, it's not massive, some... but I mean, it's you know, it's it's burning through things. Okay. Uh, first thing I would do is yell fire a lot really loudly all right everybody starts waking up then perfect and then uh art and i'm assuming fire extinguishers aren't a thing <laughs> so you know uh, what? i forgot to look up if fire when next fire extinguishers were really invented i don't think they were i think i did look it up because i looked up how long it would take fire department to show up they actually just have flamethrowers to make it worse <laughs> Uh, no, I think they uh, they use water for the most part. Yeah, I guess I would just say fire and then start yelling, grab water, and then... Water! Um, yeah, I'd say if... Is I'd it say like, you guys are pretty... It'll, it probably wouldn't be too much of a hassle. I might, I'll might. i have you guys make a couple of, uh, a, a couple of body checks. That'll be it. <laughs> fire sure. in the library? This is a travesty. Much like when mosquitoes were introduced to Hawaii in 1826. They had not been previously to this. Hurry, hurry, let's put this fire out. Some of you, you know, younger people. Yeah. All right, so those, that excludes me, Doc. Yeah, those who help put out the fire, give me a strength roll. Whatever your strength is, do rolls for that. And then also give me a body roll. That's so how we'll, that'd we'll be 2d2 minus 2? For you, that's... Yes. Your strength is a two. So, yes. So, I got a four and a three for strength and body. Uh, I got a, a one. Nine, Caleb, oh, I did three, the wrong three. thing. I did the wrong thing. Sorry. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a three. Oh. It should have been. Everyone's doing <laughs> three. three. <laughs> I did it wrong. <laughs> I got... All right, there's one. A one as well. I'm going strength and body. That's one and zero. <laughs> <laughs> I got three and one on strength and body. All right, and then Ethan got three and one. Okay, uh, that was strength and body. Strength and body. Okay. All right, so you guys can put the fi- you guys put out the fire. The three the strength the strength was how well y'all could put thought. out the fire. Um, the body was for smoke inhal- inhalation and everything. Um, I'd say Kingler and Costello take one non-lethal. Good uh, thing I smoke a- all the time. Yeah, but this is a little much, man. Yeah, you'll get one non-lethal, but Hector with a zero, no successes. I'm going to say you get two non-lethal, and you actually have some trouble afterwards for a few hours of breathing. That's how we'll handle that. 
All right, yeah. You guys put out the fire pretty easily, though, because you all rolled like threes to a degree or higher. Not pretty high, pretty high numbers. Um, now let me go back to my notes. Nicely done. Nicely done. This reminds me of the 13th century when the peasants of Lyon began to venerate a dead greyhound named Saint Gunifort as a saint after miracles were reported at his grave. He was, of course, a very good boy. As are you. <laughs> oh my god. Just when you I don't, think know, how to, I don't know how to... I don't know how to react some, to some of, them, some of the things he said. Alright. Um, so... With the fire subsided, the damage was mostly to part of the desk and a single sort of bookcase. Um, Everyone starts asking around what's what happened, and I'm I'm sure Caleb Costello probably gives a good rundown of what happened. No, I tell nobody anything. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can I investigate and see what it looks like? Was the maybe most burnt or what was the problem about what they wanted burnt most or something like that yeah totally I was, I was gonna ask for investigation or intelligence so so yeah your, intel- your investigation is, is a seven uh well the the specialization search investigations in 11 oh yes right? you can do search yes so so, so 11. 11 yep do 11 d2 minus 11 uh came up with four Dang. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you find it. You're able. You. It seems that it was started with a trail of something flammable, like gas or oil. Like you kind of see like some scorch marks across the carpet, um, sort of leading to like a the middle of the room a little bit, right in front of the door. Um, so it was intent. It was definitely intentional. Let me read what else. Yeah. Okay. Um, you actually, as you kind of look around the broken window and everything, you actually notice on the windowsill that got broken through, there's a slice of fabric. There's obviously some blood as well, but there's a slice of fabric, some spots of blood as the glass had cut this this man as he jumped through. Um, the fabric seems to be maybe part of a sleeve or, or something, and it has a bit of an embroidery sort of etched into it that you can discern is the uh the butler or whoever is he is he here currently oh yes sir i'm here <clears throat> yes yes well have a look at this do you recognize this crest from any of the local manufacturers so he uh he looks over he looks at it and let me hit enter all right sort of the 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 ripped fra- fabric seems to like it has it has like part of the word burn and it has the part of the word dock under it. And then the rest after those two words is ripped. So you don't, you don't know what it's saying. But you see the word burn and dock. Um, and it also smells very strongly of coal. Um, so yeah, the butler, he looks it over a little bit with you. And John, the butler, he kind of goes, Oh, let's see. If I remember correctly... Most of the city's coal is provided by the Burn Bros company. The Burn Bros. Interesting, interesting. Do they have a uh, warehouse or headquarters around here? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll need to check the... Did the yellow pages exist? <laughs> I assume they did. I have no idea. I would assume so. I'll check the phone book. 
Yellow pages were invented in 1883. Okay, so yeah, they probably existed. They were probably there. So he's like, I'll check the phone book and see get an address for you guys. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Mr. Getty, do we want to call the police? Uh, no, no, we let's not get authorities involved in this. Um, as he's sort of perusing the library, and he goes, it appears our intruder may be in the and may be involved in things that you yourselves are now involved in. He seems to have taken some documents from my desk. So the the fire was a diversion of sorts. I would surmise so, Doctor Patel. Do you happen to know what these documents pertain to, and why they would be so interested in them? Yes, All I'm right, sure. Let's be honest, John. Is it nudes? No, I mean, I would I would have hoped all all of you would have looked at them by now, but they were the expedition documents that I was going to show you guys tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Nice. So. Not, not nudity. Incidentally, did you know that the first known political cartoon is Egyptian and shows Hatshepsut? I don't know how to say that. The second woman pharaoh getting pegged by her chief architect, Sibut. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I did not no. expect you to use the word pegged. <laughs> very, very interesting. I know. Look, look, Miss, look, Doctor Patel. I love your trivia, but this is a serious matter. I would, I but agree. I would like, I would like you guys to quietly try and find our intruder. That makes and exactly one person. At least get our, at least get my documents back, and if not, it, try and discern who they work for. You didn't happen to make uh, copies of these documents, did you? No, yeah, I'm I did not. Sure, it had to be hand, right? Yeah. No, I no, I did not. These were these were gathered from libraries and other sources. Well, then, what's a at this? Uh, so, by the way, just because we haven't done it before, if you want to suss him, because I I kind of tried to talk weird, because he is a little sussy when he says that. Um, a sussy baka. <laughs> yeah. He's a little suspicious. Like he kind of stuttered a good bit. I'm going to just give you all that free lie detection there. He stuttered a good bit trying to answer your question about there being copies and where he got the documents. It's definitely a shady answer. So, I see you got got these documents from other libraries. That's perfectly fine. Um, what are we looking at in terms of, let's say, rewards or whatever? Don't worry about your payments, everyone. I I fully intend to pay you for any endeavors you'll come across and deal with. Um, I'd say similar rate to what I paid you for the expedition. Call this sort of a mini-expedition. Uh, what time is it, by the way? It's like three-ish time in the morning. Time to get a watch. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, it's about three. It's like three-ish in the morning. Uh, do we want to wait to do this, or do we want to... It's up to you guys. You guys are... You guys got... An, I, I was going to say, y'all got at least enough sleep. I'm not going to make y'all have penalties for anything. Okay. Well, we probably should just go ahead and go, right? Because, I mean, they're obviously going back to this headquarters more than likely. Yeah, well, yeah well, we don't know. But yeah, so y'all have got this piece of parchment that says burn, dock, and the butler comes back tells you guys i uh i looked through the yellow pages and i found 
that the Burn Bros Incorporated have a coal yard on 34th and Riverside. That makes their name make a lot more sense. Because, ah, yes, yeah. Yes, I see what, quite, you, see what you mean, Dingler. All right, compatriots. What say we go and get dressed, and then we'll uh, depart and see if we can't solve this mystery. By the way, I'm wearing, like, those old-timey nightgowns with, like, the button butt thing. Oh, absolutely. Know? Yeah. The one-piece button, butt flap. Is the butt flap up or down? Uh, one button is buttoned, and then the other is showing my right Ah, yeah, quick access. <laughs> but tasteful quick access. <laughs> tasteful. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll meet you all in the foyer in 30 minutes. Yeah, so real quick, what are y'all going to take out with you out into the city? Um, you guys are going to be driving sort of a larger, like a really nice sort of extended cab sedan of sorts. Uh, I would load my gun case into the back of the sedan, like the trunk. Yeah, in the trunk. Okay. Uh, I have my normal clothes on and my sword cane with me. I'm going to say this is like an extended version of like a Rolls Royce, actually. That's kind of what I imagined. Seats up to like maybe six people. Yeah, that'll work. We'll say that, yeah, that's Getty's, one of Getty's cars that he's got in his little, and sort of in, actually, that's a good point. It doesn't matter. That's, That's not important. Anyway, yeah. All right, so you're putting... Your rifle in the trunk, uh, Hector. What are you? Are you taking your shotgun? Of course. You gonna put it in the trunk, or are you gonna try and shoulder it the whole time? Uh, we had this conversation. Trunk, I guess. <laughs> you can put it in the trunk. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Trunk it. All right, and then Costello. I assume you're taking your Colt, just concealing it. Absolutely. Patel's got his little sword cane. It's cane. That's also a sword. Uh, I'd say melee-wise, Hector can totally conceal a hatchet. Kingler, I don't know. I don't know if you can conceal a machete. Machete's a little large and in charge, in my opinion. Large. Um, but y'all did procure a couple of other guns. If you wanted to just say you have a pocket pistol, I think you'll have a couple of those from y'all's adventures. But anyway, all right, all good then. So yeah, you guys roll out in a Rolls Royce and head across the island pretty much across to the other side to the river side i think it's the river side yeah to the hudson side and get to the coal yard so coal yard it's coal train it's probably locking me boy (laughs) in the morning yeah it's probably like four ish in the morning so I'm gonna say that there might be some people working, sort of getting ready at the you know crack of dawn to work. Um, but yeah, you guys roll up into this, you know, the parking the sort of parking lot in front of this coal yard. Um, there's you know these coal yards basically there's a there's a railroad track that comes through there that you know train cars sort of get offloaded and stored in warehouses and unloaded and into trucks or loaded into containers to put on ships. That's sort of how this coal yard operates. Um, you're, you guys get to the main entrance. There's a gate to go further. The gate guard. Um, what you want to do? <clears throat> ah, the common man. Did you know that potatoes were not a very popular food in France when they were first introduced? 
and they only became popular once a rich pharmacist named Parmentier decided that he was going to guard them so that everybody else would think, oh, what is this? And so they wanted to sneak into his garden and take the potatoes. Hence, they became popular. Very interesting, yes. <laughs> what do y'all want to do? How do y'all want to go about this? Drive the straight up part. to the front entrance. Okay. You drive up Who's to the front this? entrance. Me? Uh, whoever, yeah, you can. You may, you, only, you may be the only one that has driving. No, you have to have driving. Costello and Kingler have drive. So they're, What's your drive, cool. Costello? His, you are both the same. One? Yeah. Yeah, you'll both have a total bad. of three. Um, I'll drive. Descent, yeah, that's fine. So yeah, you drive up, Kingler. Um, there's a guard. He sort of... I assume you're stopping. So yeah, he, he walks yeah. out. He walks out and sort of... It's late at night, so he has a, a torch, flashlight. Um, and he kind of just shines it. Not directly in your face, but in enough so he can get a good light on all of you. And he goes, "Uh, can I, can I help you, gentlemen? It's yes, sir. Gentlemen, uh, are are you are your supervisors here, kind sir? Supervisors. Uh, the supervisor won't <laughs> be here for another. Won't be here for another hour. What's this about? We just need to talk to them about a certain situation. Uh, see if they have any more information. That's all. Uh, I, I'm afraid you're just you're just talking around my questions. Um, what's going uh, on? I think I answered your question pretty straightforward. I, I need to see some paperwork. I need to see. Okay, I of... reach into my pocket and pull out this piece of paper that says we're allowed to go in in like children's handwriting, and hand it to him. <laughs> Here you go, sir. This uh, this has done me well. It's served its purpose. So uh, I think this may be all you need to let us in. What you say? Make a charisma check. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you only got you only got two die. So zero. Zero. <laughs> Great. Yeah, he looks at he looks at the paper and he literally is very puzzled, taken back, and kind of looks back at you and looks at all of everyone else and goes. Is there? I don't. I don't know how to handle this situation. Can you just? Will you? Will you talk you to the man leave? in the back seat, please? And I point to Doctor Patel. Yes. Yes. Hello, good sir. We are here to conduct some business with your, well, with your your establishment here, and uh, we were told to be here. Um, approximately at 5 a.m. We got here a little bit early, but if you would, go ahead and let us in and show us into the office, and we will wait for um, Mr. Byrne, I believe it is. Give me a diplomacy. Is that charisma? Yeah, he, he has actually ter- diplomacy, so he can do six six dice. Uh, does that have to be diplomacy, or can it be leadership diplomacy? I guess it can't be uh... leadership, right? So six. Give me half a second. I'll double check what lead because there's words in the book about what leadership, like what all the sub skills can be used for. Sure, you can do leadership because you kind of came across. You're coming across as sort of the leader of the group, so okay. I will That's allow ten. That. I expended all my words, Doc. I'm sorry. Uh, six. Wow. Daggum. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, he sort of looks looks you over, and he goes, "All right, I, I'm a little taken back by this. I don't 
really understand, but I mean, I. It, I apologize for my I remember, driver. I remember uh, the supervisor. The supervisor said something yesterday about something he was going to do. I didn't, they didn't really think anything of it. All right, hang on. He goes go over. Time. He sort of waddles over to the gate and unclinks it and opens it up for you. He goes just uh, the the offices where he'll be were over there on the left. Thank you. If you will uh, just tell him we have arrived whenever he shows up. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, sure. Did he say burn? I don't think burns the Then you guys just drive on. Um, Alright, yeah, you drive up and yeah, there is like this little small building that is probably the offices on the left that you can park next to. Uh, Otherwise, it's all just warehouses and trailer. As we're driving up, can we like proceed to see if uh, or can Kingler, whoever, see if the, the same car is around here anywhere that he saw earlier? Sure. Yeah, you can do a perception. Four. Was oh, that you, though? That I'm who, driving. Who, no, who saw the, the thing originally? Costello. Costello. Did he tell right. us that he didn't tell us anything about the car? No, he did. He said he told you guys everything. He was okay. just making a joke. So y'all, right, y'all so... know about the car. Cause, and, yeah, you know about the car. You know about what they said. But I, no one here has linguistics, so I don't think any of y'all can even discern what they were saying. You can make an intelligence check to figure out what they were saying. Be difficult. So four. So was did I see the? Sorry. Uh, for your four, um, no, you don't see the Plymouth anywhere. Um, there's only like maybe one or two people out and about over in the warehouse area, sort of getting stuff ready. You know, doing whatever work they're doing. Um, there's no cars parked at this uh, at the offices okay uh, can we try and go in the main office yeah sure you can try so you guys you, know, you might pile out of the car and the guard isn't really paying attention to you guys now he's just kind of back in his little guard post sort of looking over something and that's really it uh, you can you walk up to the office uh, the door is locked is there a lock picking skill yes there is a lock picking skill it is under Larceny, which is under dexterity. Does anybody so you don't, have lockpicking? Probably not. I have demolitions. <laughs> Helpful. Yeah, no one has larceny. Same thing, basically. But whoever has a good dexterity can. Well, my dexterity is one, so. Young ones, come up here and see if you can't fiddle with his lock. And the highest dexterity we got is uh, Matt, Hector's character. He has the highest dexterity. So he'd have the best chance of trying to lockpick it. Wait, but we can't even without the skill. Yeah, you can make a dexterity check with it, but there will be a there's technically a, like a penalty de- difficulty increase if you don't have the skill. But either right, that or you come up with something else. Uh, yeah, I guess. All right, dexterity is four, so that's forty-two minus four. Mm-hmm. Three. So close. You needed a four, honestly. Shame. Without because the, without the skill in it, you take a minus two, um, or I increase the difficulty by by one. So yeah, you uh, you you try and lockpick it with like your with like a little pocket knife or little little Swiss Army knife you might have or something. You try and put lockpick it and you just you just you don't really know what you're really doing. You're kinda of just jamming in there. You know, you're like a like a kid trying to lockpick a door. 
you're, you're just kind of poking around in the lock trying to figure out if something works and you don't think it worked. You can't really get the door to open. How far away are we from the guard post and other people? Um, the guard post is like maybe 80, maybe 80 to 100 feet away. And is this like a, can we perceive this like a sturdy door or is this something like you see? No, like, you know? it's like a, like in modern day, this would be like a trailer. You know, you'd have like a, you'd just have a trailer for the offices kind of thing. So it's like a pretty thin door. I'd say it's a pretty thin door. It's not really, there's not much to it. Limp Biscuit, put your shoulder into this door, please. All right. So here's what's, here's what we're going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm well, going to do this. Do. <laughs> I'm going to do this, but. You can do athletics if you want. I'm going to need you to stop calling me Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I would let you do athletics. Okay. So that's a total of a four. Uh, two. Two. Should have just taken average. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you sort of, you're basically grabbing the door handle and trying to just rip the door open. Why can't I just kick it? Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to, you can tell me what you're trying to do. Okay, you try and kick it instead. Okay. Um, what would kicking it be? No, that is, athletics would be better. Oh, yeah, I would kick it. Um, you kick it, it's pretty loud. But you kick it once and the door kind of bows in a little bit. Like, it seems like what's holding the door is where it's locked. So, it's like one kick. All you did was kind of push in where you'd kicked and kind of see the door sort of warped in that spot near the, the frame. Mm. But it seems like, you know, the, the bolt, the dead bolt that's there is what's keeping you from kicking the door. You know, what, keep, what stopped you from kicking the door down. But it is like warped, you know, pushed in a little bit. But it was pretty loud. You can try again if you want. But I'll tell you uh, that. Hector. Huh? That was pretty loud, so I'm afraid that we're going to have some guards coming this way. I'll grab I my shoddy. You, no, I need you to clock me a good one. Oh. <clears throat> Punch right. me right in the face. I'm going to give him one to the kisser. <clears throat> what do I roll for that? Do I have to five. roll for that? If you go all in, you'd roll five dice. Gotta make it sound good. You go roll all five dice? <laughs> three. Okay, and I'm assuming since you're wanting him to hit you, we're just gonna use your body, so you have a yeah. three. Here's so my idea. Here's the idea. You can either take... You can roll me one dice, and we'll just see if it's one or two. Or if you have a one or two def body defense for this. I have a body of three. Yeah. So if you take the average, it's one and at one and a whatever the last die would be. Um, I'll just take the average. Just give me that average. Okay, so we'll just say you take two. Yeah. You'll take not two non-lethal. We'll just do that. All right, way. what's busted on me? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yet. I mean, you're like. Is my lip know, bleeding? Where, where did uh where? No, no, Matt. Where'd you punch him? Where did Hector? <laughs> right in the mouth. Alright, yeah, we'll say your lip got busted and, uh, yeah, we'll say your lip got busted and part of your, the inside of your cheek kind of got bit. Alright, here's the story. I tripped and fell face first into the door. If I, if I change my mind to say that I punched him in the balls, <laughs> does that statement change to that he now has busted nuts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, we'll go with the, 
the face punch. Uh, yeah, but no. So yeah, you, you block him pretty quick, and sure enough, maybe you'll look back. You'll do see the guard sort of walking over with his flashlight, kind of shine, starts to shine in y'all's direction. He sort of walks over and he's like, "Hey, what what are y'all doing? I told y'all to just wait. He'll he'll be here. What what's going on?" I uh... yes <clears throat> yes. I, we apologize. These are two ruffians. They're cousins of mine. They, you know, have developmental issues sometimes that they just got in a fight. I, uh, I what are you doing? I don't know. I <laughs> tripped and fell into the door. I'm sorry for the loud ruckus. Ruck, loud ruckus. The loud ruckus. Give me a charisma. Sorry for the luckus, sir. Y'all give me a charisma. I was trying to be the charisma person because your charisma sucks. You, but well, you're telling me exactly what happened? That doesn't explain what's wrong with the door? Yeah, it'll be fine. One. All right, and then I need another one. I need a diplomacy from Patel. Okay, hold on just a second. Six. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he, he kind of like looks over Kingler and sort of shines the light over at Hector and looks, shines it at the, the door, and he's like, I, uh, can y'all just get in your car and wait? I... I really don't want to deal with this, and if y'all do anything else, I'm going to call the police. Okay. Sorry about that, sir. Yes, yes. He starts mumbling to himself as he sort of turns around. Let me ask a serious question. Why did we not just wait? Why did we have to try to break in? Mm -hmm. Y'all asked if y'all could open the door. I said it was locked, and then y'all tried to lockpick, and then you just tried to break the door down. I don't know. I mean, if we don't, then whoever... We don't have a meeting with these people, so he's just going to kick us out anyway. Yeah, true. Um, what y'all do now? Is there a back window or something like that away from the guard desk? Yes. I'd say that on the back side of the building, there were windows that faced the street. Or, like, the other... Whatever, the, the next street. Okay. I say, Brewer's Droop, go over there and uh, get in that window. Brewer's Troop is euphemism for, you know, Mel and Con- Mel erectile dysfunction. Does <laughs> mm. mm. Kingler not know that? So he just thinks it's a new nickname. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, but, alright, what are y'all, what y'all gonna try and do to get in the window? I mean, how high up is it? Well, the window's shut. I mean, it's at, it's normal, you know, three feet off the ground. It's not, it's a normal window, but it is shut. So what y'all gonna do? You yeah, try and okay. break it. Well, you can try and pry it. Does anybody have a pocket knife? Yeah, I have already. I've, I have already kind of cemented that Hector at least has a pocket knife. All right, Hector. Here's what you're gonna do. Up here in this windowsill, you're gonna slide your knife. See if you can pop the locks from the outside, and we can just open it. I can pop lock it and drop it, homie. I don't know what that means, but get after it. I can't me... think of it. Me neither. <laughs> give me another dexterity. Alright. Another four. Four dice. Two. Okay. That's fine. Um Yeah, you so you do what you you do what Kingler told you. You slide it across the top where you can see there's like a little latch lock. Um and yeah, you slide it across and you you, re, you get some resistance and you push through and you slowly slide that lock open. And now with some effort, because there's no handle on this side, but you're able to slowly get the window to slide open. All right, boys. 
All right, so if all of you climb in or somebody waiting uh, outside, which I'm going to do. is not going to be able to climb in. There's yeah, no can, way. He's he an old man. He can do it. It's three feet. It's just a... Nah, I don't okay. think he can. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Well, the guy who can search stays outside. All right, they're going to help me up. The old crippled <laughs> elderly man, they're going to help up into here. Okay. Not yeah. to roll anything to get into no this no that's why if it was like five feet up totally but no i i said it was a normal three foot high uh, right. high window so it's a so, little bit of a step but it's not no i'm gonna i'm gonna get in i'm gonna search specifically if it's like if they have any records of that kind of car that we're looking for okay yeah. so give me another give me a search which for use on 11 dice gun, 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 gun. Seven. All right. So you're kind of looking through the records. You don't find anything about cars or about the only vehicles you find are the the details about big trucks that haul coal around the city. Um, but as you're perusing through with a seven, you find some other information. You find a, a one of the file cabinets has a list of all the employees with... Mm. Uh, Does it have like a black and white photo attached? Uh, yes. I was actually trying to think if it was normal, if it would happen, but actually, I think they would by then. Because in New York City was had started doing mug shots twenty years ago. I feel like that kind of gives me the idea that most companies in New York probably used photo or photography for ID for ID. Costello, come over here and look through these. See if you see the ruffian who was burning uh, the library. Yeah, so you guys can, if you spend enough time, you don't need to make any rolls, and we can just say, you know, Costello can look through all of them. But you guys would start pushing the five o'clock sort of window. But would Costello need to roll in this case? Yeah, you can either do it quickly, and Costello has to roll a perception or a search, or y'all can take some time and skip. Uh, Costello, what's your perception? His perception is a five. I'll tell you the difficulty is going to be a two to like quickly fly through and find someone that looks familiar. Uh, so he would have to at that. least do average. Yeah. So Caleb, yeah. You roll. Roll. It. Uh, yep. You said just perception, right? Yep. Oh, you get look at that. It's a two. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, you uh, you start thumbing through the files as quick as you can and, you know you're you're obviously looking for sort of a darker haired person so you're any person who's not dark haired or dark complexion you just immediately keep going and as you're going through you do eventually come across a man by the name of Oscar Barreso and Oscar. there's sort of like a what he sort of looks like Oscar Barreso. He's a 22-year-old man, five foot eleven, dark hair. You see, he has a beard, and that looks to be the guy. I mean, you got a, you got a, you rolled pretty high in your perception that earlier, so I'd say you had a good look at his face. You're pretty sure this is the guy. Does he have an address, like a home address? Uh, yes. Yeah, there is a re- there's a registered home address. Uh, can we just capture his wife tape. and children? I guess just take the take all of his personal states, get in the car, and drive off. Yeah, you can. Um, another fun little note, though, the file under him is a Mercurio 
butter and so. Hmm. Uh, what? Na- does it have their nationality? In the he phone looks, book. He looks pretty familiar. <laughs> this he looks is pretty the familiar. records. <laughs> yeah, these are the records in the Burn Bros <laughs> office. Uh, does it have a? <laughs> does it have a, a nationality uh, listed on on their language? Primary language spoken. What kind um, of job records do you think these are in 1936? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, lists, it lists them as American citizens. Well, yeah, but that don't mean nothing. Yeah, it just lists them as American citizens. You would, I think it's, do y'all, do you guys recognize what a, what Barreso probably is the last name of? No. Like what? Okay. Italian? I have no idea. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, you, you found two files. You, you found the guy that looks familiar, but then the file under is another guy by the same name that looks very familiar, so you surmise they have the same home address, too. They're probably brothers. This makes me feel like these two dudes are the Byrne brothers. Eh, no. I'm not sure if they're the Byrne brothers, because this is the owners of this company. These are just workers. But I think it might be our culprits. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Family members. Did you happen to know that Abraham Lincoln's son, Robert Todd Lincoln, was present at three different presidential assassinations? After McKinley, he decided to not accept any more invitations. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. So you guys pile back out of the window, close it, I assume, and get back in the car. Um, you guys start heading back towards the gate. Gate still is shut back, but you head back to the gate. Uh, the guard walks up to the window. It's on the. We're gonna say he walks up to the passenger side where we'll say Costello's sitting. Uh, and he's like, "Uh, what's going on? What are, what are you guys doing?" Did he want to say anything? <laughs> um, I believe that after all of this, we actually have the wrong date. It is supposed to be tomorrow that we are gathered here. My idiot driver said it was today, so we'll be back tomorrow. My apologies, good sir. Oh, okay, whatever. I don't seem like the smartest person right now, I'm sorry. He he sort of of turns and shines the light at the building and sort of looks at the building for a second and then looks back at you guys and goes, uh, okay, I, sure, that's that's fine. This this was a bit suspicious, and I mean, I I'm glad I didn't call the cops on you guys. I mean, you have, all right, let's just let's let you guys get on your way. I'll see you all tomorrow morning, I guess. And he goes and I, opens. The I door. thank you, good sir. I'd like to try and hand him a dollar. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that a lot of money at this point? Uh, probably. It's, it's a little bit. I mean, it's not. That's like maybe handing what maybe like five dollars nowadays. Okay. I'd like to. Ha- I'd like that. to. I'd like to hand him a dollar just for his troubles. Let's do the money conversion. I'm assuming Matt might be looking that up. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Okay. Okay, yeah. He goes, uh, okay. Thank, uh, thank you. Okay. $1. dollars yeah. hand him a $20 bill, basically. <laughs> All right. He goes, I'll take uh, that okay. out of my 425 Yeah, he goes, okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, all right. He goes, opens the gate, and you guys can head on out. Um, let me look at my notes. I think I have. Uh, okay, this is what all I've got. So the the Barroso family address that you guys have is somewhere in the Morningside Heights. I don't have an actual address picked out this time, um, but the Morningside Heights is not very far. If you zoomed out, you can see it's like a little south. Okay. Do we it's, know it's where this is, or south. do we have a map that we can get us there? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying y'all have an actual address. I'm just telling y'all, the players, that it's in Morningside Heights, which is just a you know a good ten-ish blocks south. We'll just say this somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, y'all can head straight to the address. So let's head on out. Driving through the more early morning, the sun's starting to rise, starting to get some of that 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 dawn. Um. Yeah, you guys uh, pull up to the address, park on the side of the road near the door. What y'all do? How y'all handle it? Any lights on in the house? Um, no. We see the car in any place, like in the driveway? Uh, we'll say you guys drove around a little bit before parking, and you did not see the car. You didn't see a, the Plymouth. Um, but you're not sure because there is a spot that kind of goes between the townhouses where people park on the backsides like but but in between all the like inside the middle of the block sort of the backyard I guess there's people that park back there you don't you don't know you'd have to drive back there to look but you don't see the Plymouth on the side of the street anywhere okay Uh, what do you want to do stake the place out break into this house look for the Plymouth round back I would say look for the Plymouth around back. All right. You going to drive back there, or do you want to park and have someone just walk back there? I just have somebody walk back there. Who's the most sneaky? Uh, unless y'all have stealth, it'll be Dex, so that'd be Hector. Hector, go back there and see if uh, that Plymouth is there. Why, thank you for agreeing to do that. Yeah, he. Re- right, well, you messed up your role, Matt. You gotta... What kind of shenanigans are we getting ourselves into? Okay. okay. So yeah, you, Hector, you you kind of silently try and walk your way to the back. Um, if y'all zoom in on the map anywhere in that area, you can kind of see how the block, the townhouses, kind of fit on either side of the block, and then there's always a space in the middle. That's what I'm talking about. So you kind of make your, you kind of snake your way behind and get to back into the the backyards of all the townhouses here, and you're kind of looking around. You look around the backyard area of this of the townhouse y'all got the address for um you do not see the Plymouth Mm -mm. is there a spot that looks empty yes there is a spot that looks empty there it looks like there is a spot where somebody parks their vehicle in the back of this townhouse but there's no Plymouth what time of day is it right now and we'll say it's like five ish in the morning now okay so the you know it's starting the light is starting to get a little light outside well, I mean, if we're going to break in, now's the time to do it. Unless they don't even drive the Plymouth and they're home. True, true. So we go in uh, armed to the teeth, as they say. Up to you guys. What y'all do? Uh, I knock on the front door. All right. Are you armed or just knock no. on the front door? No, it's not on the front door. Okay. All right. You knock on the front door and one of the lights turns on. Um and you see a very el- you know pretty elderly um italian looking man open the door like we're saying he's probably he's probably like almost in his 70s so he's pretty old mm. he opens the door and he's like uh can i can i help you what what's what's this about it's you know how early it is i need to i do sir and i apologize or is this where uh, the Barrasso brothers live? Uh, oh, gods! What did what did they get into this time? Oh, nothing, sir. Nothing, sir. I'm just from uh, a society 
that goes around and presents information about how we are on a flat disc flying through space. <laughs> and so I'm just making door-to-door calls. You know, we got the yellow pages and everything. And so I was just going to talk to the Barrasso brothers, and I didn't see your name on the uh, the list. That's all. What I, I, I so you're just a you're just a door-to-door salesman. I yes, sir. The stupid grandkids. What did they get them? Did what did they sign up for? Because I they're not here. If you're needing to talk to them, I don't know where they are. Do you happen to know when they might be back? Oh, you you have others. Oh uh, uh, yeah, this is this is a lot of the members of the society, sir. Uh. Look, I look. We all live here in our town home. I don't know when Oscar will be back. They headed out last night with my car. I don't know when they'll be back. Uh, oh, usually it takes a, a day or two. You have a car, interesting. One of these like this, maybe a Chrysler or a Ford. Because I, I don't really know what the. I mean, I. And then you see an old elderly lady kind of peek around the corner and goes who's there honey like, and he just kind of was like oh it's just door to door people I, they're looking for the grandkids like why are they looking for the grand what, are, what? and she kind of walks up and she's like what do you think you're doing here and kind of starts getting on to you guys for bothering them in the morning I'm sorry miss we can uh we can leave unless you're trying to have a nice piping hot cup of tea there's nothing she goes I just if you're looking for Oscar and them, they're probably getting drunk or finding or whoring around down there by the French casino. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Leave man. us too. Leave us both. Okay. okay. All right. Yes. Yes. Stupid I, I, have a good night. I told you yeah. not to bring, let them live here. And she, start, she shuts the door. All right. French casino. I guess we are going whoring after all. <laughs> It sounds like my kind of night. Yeah, Bruce, so, you'll have it. So, unless y'all just know where the French casino is, you'd have to have yellow pages or something to look up where yeah. it is. Um, but we'll, let's just say y'all head back to the house, maybe, to, like, yeah. reconvene. Um, so, yeah, y'all head back to the Getty residence, and yeah, you, talk to the, you talk to Sean, the butler, and... Y'all look through the yellow pages, and uh, the French casino is a real thing. It's it's a very prestigious or nice casino on 7th Ave and 50th Street. It was sort of like a refurbished theater that kind of got refurbished a few years ago into more of a casino with some pretty raunchy shows. Basically a strip, cl- a fan- nice strip club that also is has a, is a casino um you do see on the yellow pages I, I don't know do yellow pages list hours they probably do because they probably would have a nice nice ad in there too uh you see that their hours are sort of more the nightlife hours so they don't open till 7 p.m and then they close at 5 a.m give me some of that nightlife so what y'all do i guess we head there okay i mean you'll head now or do you want to wait till they open Oh, uh, we'd wait till they open. Okay, I'm just checking. All right, so yeah, you guys kind of gather yourselves. You kind of Getty kind of goes over some more details of some of the stuff that got stolen. That they, whoever this was, that this Barissa, 
Bresso brother was. He took basically everything off the desk and lit the fire as a diversion, probably. It dipped. Um, everything on the desk was, you know, some letters and mail, but it also had all those folders of the, like, five locations that I mentioned a year ago in the, the last session. <laughs> Um, so it was like a collection. He kind of gives you all some more detail that it was like a collection of notes and evidence of supernatural or paranormal or other quote unquote strange events in those areas. The same sort of notes that he that led him to or that he got while investing while researching the island area that y'all went to. Um, he then also kind of after t- telling y'all that, which probably he already had told you before, but he kind of takes a deep breath and goes, well, I see you guys, you guys have made some progress already. And I, that's very, that's very, what's the word? Oh, crap. Commendable. Commendable. Yeah, there you go. It's like, that's very commendable and uh, appreciative. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're seeing to this quickly. Um, I feel like I can trust you guys with some more details all right as to as to why we need to be secret about these about this investigation into these places i was visited a few weeks ago while you guys were out on expedition to the island let's say it was not a very friendly visit and he was a very skilled man and a very strong-willed he threatened me to my to the end of my life, honestly. But I was able to dissuade him. There appears to be some secret societies out there that already know what we are investigating, and they like to keep it that way. Mm. I don't think this Burso was part of that society, but he may be proxy to one of them. So I think it may be... I think our objective may have turned less about recovering the documents more about finding this man and learning what we can from him so that means you need him to be able to talk preferably Kingler yes Mm -hmm. so that means I can't go hunting for the most dangerous big game of all New York City is a concrete jungle but it is not your concrete jungle I beg to differ. All right, so you guys eat lunch, whatever. You know, you, you kind of relax for a little bit, rest. Y'all probably take a nap because y'all get woke up so early. Um, fast forward to late afternoon. You know, y'all are going to time it to where y'all are going to go go there as it opens. So y'all head out. Y'all head to the French Casino, and. Entry is $3 per person. What? $60? It's a nice, it's a nice casino. Go ahead and subtract it. All right. I'm I'm sure Getty will cover the charges later. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. These will be (laughs) traveling uh, expenses. expenses, Yes. (laughs) I'm up in the club. Yeah. Um, but yeah, $60 cover charge, and then, uh, where's my picture? There we go. It's just a nice picture. French Casino. This is an actual picture of the real French Casino. Um, Looks like the mask. I don't know what that means. 
like the Jim Carrey movie, The Club and the Mask? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Um, da, 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 da. There's like a show that's starting up. It's another. That's like a brochure thing that they they would or a magazine cover they would have, and give you an idea of the raunchiness of some of the shows they do. Mmm. Yeah, she's topless. Uh, but yeah, it's a casino. There's bar. There's tables. There's crafts. There's blackjack. There's card games going on, and then there's a sort of a stage where they do. What is that called? Bur- burlesque. Burlesque. Yeah, where they do like burlesque type shows. Um, but yeah, you guys want to? What y'all want to do? Y'all, y'all, well, y'all have a description of the two brothers and what they look like. Yeah, I'd throw a perception to see if I could see them. Same. Yeah, that's fine. We can. I would say y'all are probably gonna chill here until y'all hopefully see them. So. Wow, I got a two. All of y'all can give me a perception for now, and then I'll ask again in a little bit, probably. Got two successes, two. three successes, two successes. Uh, Matt. Two. Okay, so the highest was the three. All right, so conveniently, yeah, that makes sense. So, do you got? Are any of y'all doing anything? Uh, like, I'll be you know, sipping some, some whiskey. Sipping some whiskey, that kind of thing. Okay. All right. Yeah, sitting at the bar, drinking. Yeah. So you guys are all just sitting at the bar, drinking whatever choice you have, um, kind of looking around, watching the show, pretending to watch the show, whatever. And we'll say like an hour or so, we're all sitting there drinking, sipping on drinks. And since and it's actually convenient, since Costello is the guy who actually saw him in person, uh, Costello, you do see. Yeah, Costello, you do see two or three. You see three men walk in and two of them are the brothers the other man has also a beard but he has like he's a much older he's an older man maybe in his mid 30s or 40s and he has a beard and red hair um, do any of them seem to walk weird uh, Oscar does I mean he he does once I'm assuming Costello points them out and everyone can kind of glance every now and then to see where they go and Oscar does appear to sort of lean on things as he walks around. Mm. You know, he seems to like prop himself up on things. So, whenever they sit down, mm-hmm. one one of the things that Kingler would like to do. What is like the sissiest, most offensive drink I could send this dude? Shirley Temple. Is that it? Temple or Cosmopolitan? Was that around back then? Um, ooh, you could do a lemon drop? Is that, that, that what, what is it? Oh, I think Cosmopolitan is, one of, is a ladies' drink back then. All right. Let's see here. Uh, uh, 1936. A tequila daisy. Um. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, you can just tell me you, you send them a girl, a quote-unquote... Yeah, Definitely something that drink. would not be like a scotch or a whiskey, something yeah. dudes would typically drink. Okay, yeah, you send them sort of a cocktail of some kind that's mm-hmm. too sweet for a manly man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, you send it over to their table. They sit down, just the three of them, and they kind of look a little nervous. Um, the 
waiter walks over, hands the drink, and points towards you. I raise my whiskey glass and give a nod. The the red-haired man kind of I kind of really glares at you pretty hard, but takes the drink and just kind of gives a slight nod and takes a and takes a sip from it. No movement other than that. No. I said another one. Okay. How much are these costing? Uh. I wasn't going to subtract. 50 cents each or something like that? Yeah, I was going to say 50 cents probably. All right, so I'm down a dollar. Yeah. So you send another one, and they're now everyone, all three of them are look at, directly at you. I wink. And Mercurio, the young, the no, the one with no beard, the young, maybe the younger brother, he kind of starts to stand up, but his older brother puts his hand on his shoulder to make him sit back down. And just kind of shakes his head, looks at you, and gives a nod and takes the drink. What are the rest of the people doing? The red-haired guy just keeps glaring at you. The I mean, the brother. team, my team. Oh, I don't know. Uh, we're just watching me. you go, man. <laughs> I feel like they're. Pro- I feel like y'all are probably. The rest of you are probably barely just every now and then glancing over. I mean, we got to get him to talk to us somehow. Uh, this is so, true. Regardless, like we can just walk up there. Yeah, you could. Um, I'd say, yeah, what are you going to do? What's the next step? Uh, I'm going to let everybody else kind of continue this. Do I have to pay re-entry to get in? If you tell the bouncer... I'm coming back? Yeah, I would think no. If you come All back right. quick enough. Alright, I would like to go to the parking lot and try to see if the Plymouth is out there. Alright, yeah. You, you head out. Um... Tell the bouncer I just need some fresh air real fast. It's all good. Yeah, you head out, you look around, you uh, go to the parking lot, and you do see the Plymouth. All right. Actually, I didn't actually put a picture of the Plymouth. It's a tan. Oh, nice. It's, it's tan, but the picture I posted is a blue one, but it's a tan-colored one. Um, um, but yeah, you I do walk, see the tan Plymouth. As I walk back in, I would tell uh, the guys, just so you're aware the Plymouth is out there and go sit back down interesting 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 around this time you'll see a fourth man go to their table and sit down he looks like this he's sort of an older late 40s sort of in his late 40s he's tall slender black short hair and he has a scar across his left ear and jaw like a pretty pretty pronounced like a scar that did not heal properly it's an old scar but it's it's like puffy so like it happened recently no i mean like it happened a while you know years and years ago but it was not it was not stitched up properly like it healed very ugly it's a very ugly looking scar pretty easy to assume that he's probably in the great war yeah probably um he sits down you can see they're kind of chit-chatting a little bit about some things. Um, the red hair, the red-haired man that's there, sort of gives a slight nod towards all of you and is telling, basically telling him about you guys from what you can tell. And this new, this fourth gentleman, simply reaches deep under the table. Like he definitely reaches across under the table for something and then stands up and starts to walk out. 
uh, I stand up and follow. All right. You start following him. Uh, you going to try and be sneaky about it? No. Okay. Yeah. You start following behind him, and he, he side glances you pretty quickly and sort of briskly starts heading for the door. Uh, noticing this, I stand up to follow as well. All right. Do, 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 do. Anybody else? Everybody just start standing up? Sure. All right. As after after Patel stands up and y'all start to move your chairs, the three men at the table, the brothers and the red-haired guy, they stand up and start to try and, like, intercept all of you. So, uh... Kingler's in ahead and they can't intercept him easily, but they step, they kind of block y'all from following Kingler. They kind of stand in y'all's way. Hmm. Uh, excuse me, good sir. I was just exiting. The red haired man just kind of. I think you guys sent us too many drinks. I Over. didn't send you any drinks. I believe that was the gentleman next to me. I just met him. If you'll excuse me. Look, you guys are getting into something you shouldn't. You'll need to just walk away. Well, seeing as the only thing I got into was some fairly uh, large, um, <clears throat> what shall we say, boobies, uh, I believe I am <laughs> okay to leave. We're like, you can leave, but you need to go out the other door. Mm, I don't believe so. And then we're trying to push them away past them. Come on, old man, don't make us do this. Do what? We've we've already been paid. We don't want to have to do anything extra. All right, listen. I didn't want to tell you this. We've been paid by the same employer. We're supposed to follow this package, and you're getting in the way. Now move. Give me a diplomacy. What's my diplomacy? Six, Six, I think. Six. Just straight diplomacy? Yeah, just straight diplomacy. Then we'll cut to... Kinkler. Uh, two. Right. Mm. Yeah, things are starting. It didn't really do well, and they're like they're they're blocking you. But we'll cut to Kinkler. So Kinkler, you're tailing right behind him as y'all go out the door. And as soon as you're out the door, he turns down the sidewalk and starts hoofing it. Mm. I would attempt to do the same. All right. Yeah. I mean, you can keep up with him, and you guys are both. Relative aged, act, you know, pretty spry men. I'd think that you both actually, actually, that is a good point. Your move is a four. I can actually tell you, move is a four. His ooh, his is a five. So he would be a little bit faster. Like he would, he would be just a teensy bit faster than you. Mm. Like over time, he would get a pretty good head, pretty far ahead. Um. Mm. But yeah, he. Sort of heading his way down. He's heading down the street pretty harsh, pretty quick. Or do and I know of any alleys that I can cut through and try to head him off? Yeah, we'll say after a block or two, so you're starting to get pretty far behind. He does take a turn. He does turn right at an intersection, so you turn right into the into the alleyway through the block. Try and cut him off if he does. You know, at least try and stay parallel with him, right? Correct. Um, and as you come across the other street, you look to see where he is, and he is running across the street. So you, you, you are making some ground by doing this. But as you're running across the street to try and meet with him, 
trying to do and you're dodging. It's pretty crowded. It's early. It's now pretty late at night. The tra it's a lot of traffic, a lot of backlog traffic. So it's pretty easy for you to just weave through the the, the congestion. And he turns and goes down a pretty snaky looking alleyway that kind of dips through a bunch of different behind. You know, it's not a very straight alleyway. Mm. Turns a corner. You turn the corner as well, and he's gone. All you see in this at this dead end or this around this corner, you see a manhole that's open. Mm. Somebody just spreading cheeks back there. <laughs> that's oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I would not go down there alone. I have seen past the cheeks. Okay. I would make note of where this is. Okay. Uh, and kind of map my way back so I could tell the rest of the group. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. You make your way back. Um, so as you're as you're making your way back, we'll cut back to them. Um, it is starting to be a bit shovy as you guys try to push through, unless y'all want to get more violent. Like these guys really don't want to get violent here, but they. They are trying. They are doing their best to stop y'all from going out the door. It's starting to get a little more rambunctious. Listen, sir, you've already been paid your dues. There's nothing to say that you have to continue getting in our way, and perhaps we can even sweeten the pot to have you look the other way. You see, his eye, his eyebrow goes up when you say that. That's, what do you? Like to, how sweet of a pot? Uh, I pull out. Show a, him your honey pot. Hush. Uh, I'm not there. Yeah, uh, I pull out a five dollar bill and slide it towards him or offer it to him. Dang, sounds like Kingler got fu money. That's <laughs> uh, Patel. Uh, yeah, both of them oh, have yeah. fu money. They really do because of their stats or their jobs. Um, so you slide him a five dollar bill, and he takes it, puts it in his pocket, and goes. He kind of, or he kind of just scoffs and then looks at the two brothers. Sees Oscar's kind of looking a little pasty. He's not looking. He's getting. He's really, He's got a cold sweat going. And kind of looks back at all, all four of you or all three of you, and is like, it's, <sighs> "We're half a man down. It's not worth it." Have mm. a good night, sir. And then, uh, and, yeah, walk past. Yeah, they they let y'all walk past. About this time, you see Kingler kind of jaunt, jaunting, jaunting, jogging his way back down the street towards you guys. So I ended up losing him, but he went into, I assume, a manhole cover that I can show you guys several blocks from here. Manhole cover? Like a mm -hmm. back door, you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spread wide open. Mm, interesting, interesting. I didn't want to go down there with no backup, so... Felt like that was a good way to die. Gangbang is it? Okay, let's go. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so yeah, you guys head I assume y'all just pile into the car and drive to get to the alleyway. That way Correct. you can take all your stuff with you. Um as you get there to the alleyway, that manhill cover is still open. Um so y'all can climb down if you want. Um, mm -hmm. take a, let me take a second to read my notes. 
Alright, yeah. So, unless you'll eject, y'all climb down in down the manhole cover, and in, these are pretty large sewers. I mean, New York City's sewers are like what they are in all the media. They're pretty pretty I big. would have my rifle down here. I would have quickly gotten it out of the back of the trunk. Yeah. And... I just, this is the moment where y'all can be geared up, I would think, because y'all are out of the sight of most of people. Telling so, me I'm on gear now? Yeah, you guys got your jacked. Y'all got y'all's equipment with you. Y'all pile down in there. I mean, it's a sewer. It don't smell good, but it's also not that bad. Um, it's not you know, it's not waist deep or anything. You can walk on the sides of where the trough is for most of the the, the gray water. Um, you got two directions. Give me some perception checks. All right. Or a search. Pat Patel can do a search. Sweet. Y'all, y'all got to figure out some five, baby. Some where, where this guy? Which way this guy went? I got a four. Actually, got a I would argue. Well. I would argue that Tangler could do hunting. Y'all are looking for tracks. Y'all are looking for evidence of a trail. Mm. So I would say Kingler can do hunting as well. Do you want to roll that as well? Okay. Got an eight. You got an eight die for hunting. Three. I did worse on hunting than I did perception. Yeah, but the hunting difficulty, it would be easier. So mm. it, you know, it could balance out. All right, yeah. So that's good enough. I'm going to use that for y'all guiding. So yeah, you climb down there and you... And I look around and everything's a little, it's got some, everything's got a film of slime to it. So it's pretty easy to a degree to look around and you're able to spot a, you know, footprints. You're able to spot sort of a trail that you can literally follow. And we're going to say that you guys follow that trail for a little bit. You guys want, you guys take turns at, at intersections in the sewer system and, um, you don't really you kind of you actually get kind of lost you don't really know it where where you are relative to the city anymore as you're kind of following this trail but you do eventually get to a point where the sewer opens up into a sort of subway but it's like old this, this isn't like the new subway this is an unused dust collecting subway um I'm reading my notes. Okay, yeah. So, you kind of get into this, like, proto-subway area, and things are boarded up here and there to different way, different pathways, or, you know, they're blocked and whatnot, but you're able to f- find a door. There's sort of a door on one side that looks pretty clean, you know, if you want to call it clean. Um, that's where the trail of footprints in the slime kind of lead and the trail kind of goes away and now there's a, this clean, sort of more clean used frequently area we'll say that, that that's what it is you kind of lose the trail because you get to an area where there's, there's been a lot of tra- foot traffic there's a door okay who wants to go in the door first uh, it only makes sense for the guy with the shotgun to go first yeah, yeah I guess that does make sense okay Give me a dexterity, Hector. Okay. Ah! They didn't even roll. There you That's because I did 42 minus D again. All right, so you're, you're, you're being sneaky with the doorknob and everything. Like, you're not... 
So yeah, you 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 have your shotgun red. knob. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How dare you, Gaza? <laughs> That's what I heard. Oh my god! So all right, yeah, you uh, with the three, yeah, you're able to. You kind of have the shotgun propped up. You use your your offhand to kind of slowly <laughs> turn, slowly turn the knob, and you it's unlocked. And you slowly creak the door open, and you basically see sort of a what looks like maybe like the basement of a warehouse or something. It's the it's a basement with lots of boxes and crates. Some of them covered, coated in dust. Some of them not. Um, I think. All right, yeah. You uh, you kind of. I'm guessing you continue being kind of sneaky as you kind of walk in and peeking around the corners um yeah i'm behind him taking the distance angles yep um it's a bit of not really a maze but it is like a large sort of warehouse looking basement lots of crates lots of aisles of boxes and things and one of the crates is cracked open a little bit and inside there's a bunch of straw and there's a couple there you can see the butts of some guns uh, one of the crates you actually see written on it is something in German. Oh, he's a Nazi. And, well, I mean, that's an assumption. Like, do we know about Nazis yet? <laughs> yes. Not The Nazi party started in, like, the 20s. But, like, was it a problem yet? <laughs> they, they were pretty prolific in the late 30s. They got pretty popular. Oh, we're in the mid-30s. <laughs> They were pretty uh, we're popular. We're past five. We're in the late thirties. Yeah, we're, they were pretty popular in the few years before, before the war. Um, Wait, what war? Yeah, <laughs> the great one. Did you know? Actually, as I was researching, did you know America had like big, like get-togethers for the not to represent the Nazi Party in the thirties? People that supported uh, the Nazi Party. It was us all along. <laughs> Like, it's, it's all, I was like, oh man. It's like, geez. Conspiracies! And I guess it kind of makes sense because they didn't start anything yet. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you kind of, something written in German, there's some gun, what looks like guns or gun parts in a box, in a, one of the crates. Um, and it's pretty dark. You're kind of follow, you're kind of going off of the lights that are, that, were, that was posted outside the door. And you're going off of what looks like some lights coming through the you know the the floor panels above so it's pretty it's pretty difficult to see actually but as you're going through you do start to see a pretty bright light on the other side of the warehouse a good bit and you see that it kind of there's a doorway that's open and you see a sort of a light hanging and there's a big table and there's a few men kind of crowded around it and you see one man walk out the door because you guys are in the dark that's kind of helping your little stealth of we're just going to say only Hector sees this guy at the moment because you guys are probably single file or something and because of it's so dark that kind of helps with Hector's stealth roll since he doesn't actually have stealth that's what the dex was for um, anyway back to this guy This some silhouette of a man steps out and he he's holding a gun in his hand and he's shouting something or not shouting, but he is talking to some some guy that was that's behind him in that room. Um, Hector, you do notice that the the guy that was in the casino is in that room. 
you kind of get a slight glance of the, you see the scar basically and you're like oh that's him but there's a guy in front of the door now that has what looks like a pistol in his hand and he's kind of like looking he's kind of like looking way up like he's trying to stretch his neck and look over the crates and looking towards the door that y'all came in ah so they probably saw the light coming from the door by now so that's why he's kind of looking over kind of stretching to try and look and he kind of puts he has the gun ready and he's kind of just looking into the darkness and then he shouts something to somebody and turns around to go grab something from the room you can interrupt me if you want if you want to do something Nah. It's waiting. Yep. Okay. Hey, we would he, hear the shouting and stuff, wouldn't we? Yeah, you could hear the talking. Y'all are close enough, y'all can hear them talking. They are not speaking German. Is there like German. a crate next to us that Kingler could try to climb on? Yeah. And maybe like rest his rifle and take some cover mm-hmm. from up top? Yeah, th- we're going to say this warehouse has maybe like a nine foot ceiling. Crates and things are stacked up to six feet, or maybe five-ish feet or six feet up. So there is a clearance there. We'll say, yeah, you you probably you back up a little bit and go to like another part of the aisle somewhere and find where there's only one crate instead of two, and you can climb up on top of it to be, you know, five feet up. Do I need a climb check? No, no, they're not that. Big. Okay. Well, then I would uh, use my scope, scope in on the door. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You see. The guy that had, you, you surmised that the guy had walked out and he's now walked back in and he's digging through a crate for something. The other two are quickly reading paperwork on a table. Like they're mm. frantically looking through a bunch of paperwork. And one of them's reading a bunch of, looking through stuff, kind of flipping through paper, and the other one's grabbing stuff and putting it in a briefcase and kind of like packing things. Mm-hmm. All right. Third third guy he finds what he's looking for he finds a flashlight and he starts he walks back to the doorway turns it on and is starting to shine it looking very slowly at all the crates looking over the top of the crates trying to see and I pause for effect see if anyone does anything okay he does shine it on he does spot Hector kind of peeking corner he shouts something in some language drop Traces. him you drop him or Hector? I was I was gonna say I dropped him. Okay, give me an attack with your rifle. So seventeen d two minus seventeen. Yep. Right. Unless yeah, unless you want to do your accuracy stuff. Oh, I can call a shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would totally like to that. call a shot. Like, um, I want to shoot him in the stomach. Okay. Stomach is. I don't think there's a penalty. Wait. Five seconds. Let me check the cheat sheet. I don't think there's a. Uh, I probably should have re- refreshed myself on this. Called shot or accuracy. Sorry, it's under. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you basically don't take a penalty. Second allows up to minus four. So, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm quickly glancing through the book to find what is the called shot because the head is my is a four. So I'd assume you basically don't take a penalty. Oh, if that's the case, then I'll shoot at the head. Pretty sure. Aha. Yeah. Torso is only a minus one. Head 
is a minus four. Hand the, minus four. Okay. Eye is the minus eight. That's the hard. Yeah, That's I the shoot him in the head. Trouble with now. Okay, so you're going for the head. So that means you just take your 17 dice minus his defense dice. It's a five. So you roll 12 dice. So 12 damage. minus 22 minus 12. Yep. Wow, three. Ew. Ew. So okay, yeah, you you line up the shot and maybe. We'll just we can color it and say that the flashlight glances across your your scope and you get blinded for half a you know as you pull the trigger, and so you you only nick him, sort of in the in the collar bone. Okay. And deal three damage. Okay. Let me make notes. Let me make a note for this guy. I gotta make a note for this guy. Let's we'll say he's the first guy. He's I'm gonna say he is definitely stunned because he dealt more than what his stun was. So yeah, you you hit him in the collarbone and he just gl- he falls back, shouts something, and you know, the other two quickly are starting to grab their guns and uh, we'll start initiative. So give me your initiative rolls. I'll go ahead and give you that. Minutes what is the five. initiative? You have your, it. It's, in, it's on your sheet. It's in your your secondaries. Oh, it is. Okay, hold on. Three. All right, Ethan. You said you're you gotta you gotta step out. Yeah, I gotta step out. Sorry, All guys. Right. That's fine. You got the first shot off. And we'll, yeah, I figured that would probably be good. If we keep going, I'd say probably 30 more minutes and we might even we might just like I thought we were gonna blow through everything all of this <laughs> all right see you guys yeah see you all right um trying to get this guy's initiative oh, okay get his in all right all right let me look Hector is a two Rodriguez geez Rodriguez got all successes god Rolling hot tonight, baby. Tell got a two. So many freaking fours. And then Kingler got a three. All right, so Rodriguez, you are up first. I'm gonna go ahead and do the rapid fire. Rapid All right. Shot plus, I should say. All right. So there's the guy in the doorway is the most obvious target, and then there's two in the back that are grabbing guns, but they are behind. They're behind. They would have cover. Uh, I'll just definitely hit the one that's uh, most obvious. Okay. So yeah, for Ryu, your rapid shot is powered up, so you don't take any penalties. So you just make two attacks. So am I rolling? You're rolling two. No, tw- you're rolling two twelves. Or yes, yeah, you're rolling two twelves. So you don't have what? Two d twelve minus two minus two. Yes. Okay. No. No, 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 no. You're rolling 12d2 minus 12 oh, twice. Oh, 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 oh. Gotcha, you're gotcha. shooting twice. Okay. Can I just do... Well, never mind. Well, let's, yeah, we'll do We'll do the first one. All right. That's a lot. Uh, and he's stunned, too, so... Yeah. Oh, so you're, yeah. 14 total, baby. Yeah. Well, technically, the first shot, you, you fire around at the guy... And you hit him center mass, he drops to the floor. Your second shot, you can shoot at one of the other two. Do you shoot at the man y'all that y'all saw, or do you shoot at the other guy that's in the room? Uh, I would shoot at the one that we saw. All right. His defense is a five. Take the average of two. 
to say, wow, okay, jeez. I kill him. I kill him. No, but uh, you did put him at zero, so he's awesome. one point away from being dead. It also makes him have, he can only do one action now. Um, but yeah, so you pop one round, you drop the guy that was in front, and your second shot, you nail this guy with the scarred face. You, you just hit him center mass as well, and he just plumps over onto the table pretty hard, and it's kind of like reeling from the from the shot. Um, he's, he's stunned. So he's stunned, so his action, he's next, but he's stunned, so he doesn't get to do anything. But the other guy, the other guy turns and has a shotgun. He is kind uh, of level it towards you guys in that, in that room and pull the trigger. And I need to look at this. Because this shotgun, I'm going to say that he's just a bit... They're just a, you guys are just a bit at the right distances for that to actually hit multiple people. Take a second to glance at the rule for shotgun. Ah, okay. So if I go down here... Okay, alright. So yeah, he's gonna fire you guys. I'm gonna roll my dice. I'm gonna say Hector and Rodriguez, y'all are next to each other. So I'm gonna say y'all are at risk of getting hit, but y'all are behind the crates. Um, take a second. Alright. Uh, give me your defenses. Y'all do have a extra four dice to your defense because of the crates. Alright. Hector and Rodriguez. So your defense is a five. And oh my gosh. Seven. I got a seven, baby. I got a three on 11 dice. Oh my goodness. I mean, it kind of, it, 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 like, the dice works out, man. It, it, Hector's in front. He's the most probably exposed. I don't know. It works, it works in mysterious ways, because, yeah, Hector, you take three lethal damage as the shotgun peppers you pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Oh! Well, we didn't do that right. Remember, Hector, you have dodge. You could have used uh, athletics instead. Oh, who's my athletics? Like a seven. Seven. Oh, that's oh, what the my same. defense is, too. Yeah, yeah. Your defense. Because you bumped up your dexterity. Yeah. That's one. Okay, well, anyway. So, Hector, you took three lethal damage. You're not. You are stunned. Wait. Crap. I don't want to do it wrong. So, give me another half Wait, second. Wait, where's... Where's my health set? Your health is a six. I don't know why that now, minus one. Oh, I see it. Maybe that nope. was from like way long ago. Should it be a minus three? Because I took that three. You can, yeah, you can do that. Okay. I'm half I mean, dead. I have, I have everything. Well, you already, the thing is y'all had non-lethal too. Um, oh. It's in the real-time stats sheet where I have people's health. Oh, you, wait, do you just take care of all that? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay, that seems best. Okay, more damage. Okay, you are not stunned. We're good. You're good. You're not stunned. Nice. Um, He shoots you two. Rodriguez is good. Hector takes that. Um, And then the guy with the shotgun. He fired and then he... He left y'all's field of view. He, He went somewhere in the room. Outside of view. 
Um, now it's Kingler, but since Matt, since Ethan stepped away, we'll just let Hector go next. Uh, Hector, what you want to do? There's all right. There's only you can only see the one guy that had the scar on his face, and he is slumped on the table, recovering from getting shot. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him again with the shotgun, and I'm gonna say I had uh, buckshot in there since we didn't know what we were rolling into. All right, already, already. And so, my roll is seventeen. Yep. I'm gonna say he has cover because he's pretty much behind the table. Nine. But he is stunned and pretty hurt. So. Nine. Okay. I roll pretty good, but nowhere near enough. Um, you deal three more damage to him, and he. Yeah, I mean, you just you pepper him, and you see some pink mist as he just falls to the floor. Thick. He's starting to bleed out for sure. Point um, him. Patel, you are next. Oh, sorry. I was. Um, just sword, I guess. I mean, all right now, there's two dead guys. One guy at the doorway. The guy y'all saw with the scar. He's now dying behind the table. The other man that shot with the shotgun is out of your field of view. He's in the room, possibly, but you can't see him. Do we want to leave this guy alive, the one that's dying? I don't know. Well, I suppose... And there's... Uh, so I can't see anybody except for the person that's dying, correct? Yep. Yeah. And they're probably like 20-ish... Y'all are like 20-ish feet away from the door. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to delay my turn until they want to go and look to see where that shotgun guy is. Alrighty. We'll roll back to Hector then. Or, uh, Rodriguez. Uh, I'm going to go looking for him. Alright, your move is a five. You're totally good. You can totally make it to the doorway and go into the room if you want. Um, you see that there's a stairwell. There's a stairway that goes up somewhere. That's probably where the guy went. Um, do you want to use another your other your other action to move again and follow up the stairway or do you want to do something else uh no for now i just want to be like in cover looking up the stairway just so that if he decides to come around the corner and blast off i'm i'm good blast off okay yeah you you peer up the stairway and you watch for you watch that um we'll go Uh, we'll go to Hector then. My turn again? Yes. Time somebody else get that next closest man. What do you mean? What? There's more people, right? No, you don't know. I mean, he left. You don't. You oh. can't see the other man. He he left your field of view, and now Rodriguez is posted up at the door frame, looking like to the right, somewhere in the room. Do I have enough movement to? Yes. Okay, then I want to investigate where this man has gone. Yeah, you and have a... If I see him, then shoot him. Okay, yeah, you... You can use all your move to get up to the stairway. I also don't know why you have a minus two on your move. I don't see why. Oh, it's the busted knee, isn't it? Probably, yeah. I'm lame. <laughs> it's the busted knee. Yeah, you can get up... You can move an extra five feet into the room. Then, you know, then Costello, and you can see up the stairway. You can see, 
know, this is all hunting, right? And this is all happening at the same time. So you see the uh, other man at the top of the stairway opening a door. Yeah. Can I shoot him when I see him? Yes. All right. Game on. Ah, six. I'm rolling poop. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's... That's true. It's not average. You didn't roll average. I'll get that. That's true. But, all right, you deal two damage to him. I accept. All right. Um, the uh, That guy's turn. So, he opens the door and sort of... Let me think. Nah, he opens the door and runs out. Yeah, he continues running. Limping now, kind of, with his... You know, getting shot with a shotgun. And then we'll roll, roll around to uh, Patel. Okay. So I'll go in the room as well. Yep. The other guy is, uh... He's over there bleeding. Not doing so good. Okay. And my... This is the guy that had the shotgun earlier? No, this is the guy with the scar. Okay. The guy with the shotgun is up the stairs somewhere. Out of sight. Uh, okay. So, the guy with the scar, I'm going to go up to him and ask for whatever he took from the uh, bar. He is unconscious, because he's dying. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Can I search his body? Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Give me some search, give me a search roll. You can spend your action searching. Four. Ooh. Yeah, so, searching his body. Hmm? I'm reading, hang on. Okay. Let's see. Alright. Yeah, so you search his body, you find like an ID that doesn't really... You, you immediately can tell it's a fake ID, because it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's, it's the wrong kind of name for the way this guy looks, that kind of thing. The, the picture is like, kind of fudged. Um, you find a letter that's sealed. Sealed envelope, I guess, technically. I mean, he had, he had his Luger. He had a Luger pistol. Um... Yeah, you just find... That's all you really find. You find the sealed envelope, a fake ID, and a Luger in his hand. And, like, he might have been clutching some of the papers that were on the table as he fell off the table. That's that's all. Okay. Is that it, or can I open the sealed envelope? Uh, if you guys... Are you going to chase after him? Is Hector and Rodriguez going to chase after the third guy? Hector, Rodriguez? Uh... I would chase after him and gun him okay. down. Alright. So, yeah, let's do it. Alright, then we'll we'll step out of the combat part of it, and then I'll read the letter in a second. Or I won't read the letter, but uh we'll go we'll have you guys chase him down first. Um so yeah, we'll just say you guys run up the stairs and you real you 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 are in a let me look this up. There's a, I know what store you guys are in. I just gotta find it. Let me look up what type of store it is. I think it's a clothing store. Yes, it's a clothing firm of some kind. Uh, you can't see what the name of the store is yet, but uh, you come up this basement stairs and you know, it, you guys, it's like pretty late at night um, now because y'all spent hour, a couple hours in the casino. Um, but you come out into a clothing store outlet looking store that is, cl- that is lights are off and closed and you can see that man running towards the door and he does turn and fire a shotgun blast at you guys but uh, he's a little further ahead this time so he won't have as much it will he'll take a penalty because it's outside the range increment for him um 
Um, Rodriguez, since you're first, I'd say you need to do a defense. Because I don't think Hector would be up the door yet. Not with my lame busted knee. Yeah. And, yeah. Cool. Just regular, no, like, cover. Just, uh, no, just defense. Uh, Ah, yeah. Not good. So you take four four damage. You're like one. You're like how many? Wait, how much SP you got? You had five. You non-lethally have reached zero, but because you had one non-lethal from the smoke stuff this morning or earlier today. Oh, gotcha. Mess through your lungs. Um, so you're not doing good. You're at zero technically, so you only get one action. But I would say it is your turn, so you can take I'm a shot. I'm rapid shotting right back at him. <laughs> you can't rapid shot. Rapid shot's a total action, so oh, you can only shoot it. once. Uh, well, all right, well, I'm shooting at him. Uh, let me do that here. Six. Yep. Okay, I was just reading the rules to make sure I'm doing this right, and I am. All right, so six versus this guy. He was hit two HP. I need to do my defense roll. Defenses of five. Alright, two more damage. You put him at zero actually now. So you are both sitting at zero. Oh, but his all of his is lethal, so that's a little bit different. The fact that your your last point is non-lethal, that's what allows you to do another action. Oh no, the other one's the same way. Never mind, whatever. Ignore that. Alright, so you pop him for two damage and he's also pretty hurt. Uh we'll say now. Hector spends a move to get up the stairs to be behind you, and now, Hector, you can see him at the other end of the this clothing outlet. Um, but you have only... You've already shot twice. So, Hector, you'd have to reload. Or drop the gun, and you could throw a hatchet at him if you wanted to. Matt? Huh? Sorry. I was zoned you, out. Yeah, Matt, Hector, you ran up the stairs behind Rodriguez. Um... You see the guy. He's pretty hurt. He's at the end of the, at the other end of this clothing outlet that's at, that's upstairs. Yeah. Um, but you have shot twice. You need to reload. Oh, I forgot. I got a double barrel. Yep. I'm gonna reload. You can. Oh, I was saying you could reload or you could throw the hatch. It's fine. Yeah. If you oh, want to reload, no, throw that. Let's throw the hatch. So yeah, I was just kind of helping aid you For guys. For the flavor. So, you dropped. You you got up there and as soon as you as you were coming up the stairs you realized you had to reload so you just dropped the shotgun on the stairs pulled out your hatchet from your coat and you're gonna give us a throw so give me is that 10 or do I have to throw to see if I hit um you're gonna take a penalty because of the distance so you're gonna roll only 8 dice alright 82 minus 8 he's gonna actually take a minus 2 to his defense because this is the second attack on him all right. Yeah, you you run up there. You drop the shotgun on the stairs. Pull out the hatchet to come around the corner. You see the guy, and you just beeline that hatchet straight down onto this guy's chest, and he just oh. falls onto the ground. Probably another gun. You know, maybe he squeezes the trigger, shoots the shotgun again into the air. Sweet. And with that, we're good. Um, I assume you guys. What do you guys do? Y'all searched the scarred guy's stuff and got a, a letter, an envelope. I'm yeah. gonna search this guy we just killed. Alright, you searched the guy you just killed. He had a briefcase, or he had a, like a back, backpack? 
He had like a briefcase strapped across his shoulder that they were loading, so you can grab the briefcase off of him. Yeah, baby. Can I open the letter? Yes, you open the letter, and it is written in German. Excellent. So, as all good to, letters are, yeah, you'll have to get it translated. But does the briefcase have the things that we need? Um, I so, yeah, heck. Yeah, Rodriguez goes, grabs a briefcase, searches the guy. The guy didn't really have anything else on him other than, like, car. he had, like, some car keys. And the briefcase, that's really it. I'm taking that Plymouth whip for my own. No, this isn't the Plymouth. The Plymouth was the brothers. Oh. I left them back at the casino. Um, but, yeah, you grab the briefcase, you head back downstairs with Patel. You'll open the briefcase. The briefcase does have English documents, written documents. There's envelopes. They're kind of... It's all a mess. There's blood splatter a little bit on them. And... But you do see documents talking about... Um, talking about Egypt. There's some documents talking about the Amazon. Some talking about Scotland and Norway. You get the gist. These are the documents. These are the same Excellent. locations that Getty was investigating. So you surmise these are probably the same documents. And you look around the table. I don't know how long else you want to spend, but you spend maybe a minute looking around, gathering the paperwork that's not destroyed from the gunshots or soaked in blood. Some of it, there's some German, there's some in another language that you don't recognize, and some that are English, probably from Getty, you don't know. But you pile it all up into the suitcase. And around this time, you do hear sirens upstairs coming from the streets so an exit downstairs back the way y'all came through the sewer yeah I'd say we grab all the stuff and exit that way alrighty then so yeah you guys gather up that you got you got the letter you'll kind of peruse around you grab some other documents too they were in the room um, and you'll head back through the sewer as you're kind of make I don't give me I need a check. If y'all try to go back the same way, I need a check. Or y'all just start going until y'all find a manhole cover somewhere to go back up, to climb back up. I mean, we left our car at the original manhole cover, right? Right. Um, Can I check? I, I'll i just roll... I'll roll Kingler's Hunting. Yeah. Okay, four. That's fine. I was going to say it was a three. Because y'all, y'all, y'all definitely wiped a lot of the sludge off of where I walked so it should be a little easier but yeah alright yeah you guys take a good, it's a good 10 minute walk through the tunnels sewer tunnels um y'all make your way back to the car y'all start heading back to the Getty residence for a job well done and that's the end of our little mini expedition whether all, right. all the documents I don't know we'll have to find out the next time we decide to do this so until next time on uh-huh. Hex Expeditions of the Strange. Hey guys, Jeff here. 
GM of Campaign 1. I uh, just want to let you guys know that, you know, we appreciate feedback, good and bad, so leave a rate and review if you liked us or if you didn't like us so that we know what to do to be better. Um, we also have a social media, Twitter specifically. If you go to at Crits and Company, you can see all sorts of details and lore drops and any sort of updates that we might have regarding our podcast. See you next time.